What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Joseph coming to you for our Hebrews podcast, and I'm excited as we are just continuing to dig into God's Word. I'm going to be reading today Hebrews chapter 9, 15 through 22, and I'm reading out the New International Version. So let's jump in here and uh, and see what the Lord has for us today. It says in verse 15, For this reason Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. In the case of a will, it is necessary to prove the death of the one who made it, because the will is in force only when somebody has died. It never takes effect while the one who made it is living. This is why even the first covenant was was not put into effect without blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of calves, together with water, scarlet wool, and branches of hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll and all the people. He said, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. In the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Now, if you remember back in Hebrews chapter 8, we discussed how Jesus was this picture of the great high priest, and he's this mediator of the new covenant. He was the one that stood between the righteous demands of the law and our guilt and shame. He's the one that took on the wrath of God on the cross and paid our debt in full. And here we have the affirmation of the necessity of the wrath of God, or in other words, the necessity of Jesus's death. You know, that's a that's a question sometimes that that people will struggle with is why did Jesus have to die, right? And so, furthermore, as we've seen before as well, these are pictures that pop up throughout Hebrews that give us glimpses into the work of Jesus Christ. That helps to answer this question of why did Jesus die on the cross. And here we're seeing Christ both as now the mediator and the sacrifice. He's both the great high priest as well as the offering for the sacrifice. So we kind of ask this question, why did Jesus die on the cross? And I love what it says there in verse 15. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of the new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. So the way in which whenever Jesus died on the cross and rose again, that was a way which we were able to receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom, his death paid a price for us. It paid a debt that we could not pay. It paid a debt that he did not owe. And he paid it in full. He didn't pay it because of anything that we did. We are dirty, rotten sinners. We're rebels. We are enemies of God. And yet he died and paid that debt on our behalf 
Why? To set us free. We were slaves of sin, as it talks about in Romans. But he set us free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Now, we kind of hang on that phrase of sins committed under the first covenant, meaning sins that that the law reveals in our life. You, you see, the reality is, is that even if we tried to keep all the commandments that are that are given in Scripture, the complete law, we are going to fail. That's why Romans 3.23 affirms that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So the sins, that's one of the purposes that we see of the law. The law shows us that we are sinful, that we are not perfect. Therefore, that's what the first covenant does. These are sins committed under the first covenant. So why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Well, for the covenant to take effect. That's why he says in verse 16, 17, in the case of wills, necessary to prove the death of the one who made it. Because a will is in force only when somebody's died and never takes effect while the one who made it is living. Basically, the writer's affirming what Paul uh, has as well, that it that if Christ did not die and rise again, that our message, our beliefs are but null and void, right? There is emptiness in our message. They're empty. They would be worthless in the sense. But Jesus did die. There's proof of his death, right? There's proof of his death, not just with the, the disciples. There's proof of his death in, in other places. I encourage you, go and read the case for Christ, the case for faith, and you'll see these external sources to the Bible that show how there is proof of his death. But then we also see that there's proof of his resurrection as well. There are those that affirm that they saw Jesus alive. 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the number of witnesses, people, people that even their testimony would have been valid. They are sharing and saying time and time again how Jesus died and was alive. Right? So they... In order for somebody to have risen means that they would have had to have died. Thus, this is the reason that the covenant took effect. And then, in why, and then he goes in a little bit further, verse 18 through 21. This is why even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. You know, So when Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of calves, water, scarlet wool, branches of hyssop. He sprinkled it on the scroll of the people. This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. He sprinkled it all. He covered it, both the tabernacle and everything used in the ceremony. Verse 18, speak about the old covenant was inaugurated with blood. You think about Adam and Eve back in the garden after they sinned, right? There was an animal skin that was used to cover their nakedness. Therefore, for an animal skin to have been produced, a innocent animal had to die. I think about Abel, you know, Adam and Eve's son after that, right? Abel brought the sacrifices of blood, right? Uh, where Cain brought the sacrifice of grain. It was a totally different way, right? Because it was why? Everything was not put into effect without blood. You know, Moses was shown in Passover, that you had to you had to kill the perfect Passover lamb. You had to sacrifice the perfect Passover lamb in order to be atoned for, in order for the 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 angel of death to pass 
over, that there, there had to be blood on the doorposts. And, and then we see this later affirmed in the law, in not just following the, the, the uh, celebration of Passover, but in the offerings that were provided in the Levitical law, that God's way of relating to his people was through sacrifice. It was taking the innocent blood in place of the guilty blood, which resulted in an innocent death for someone that was supposed to be guilty. And we see verses 19 through 21. It summarizes this ratification of the covenant. Moses, he, he related to the Lord in this way as he was performing the sacrifices prescribed in Exodus 24. And then we come to verse 22. It says, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Some translations even say, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Two conclusions can be made here. The law demands cleansing with blood. We see this already. And without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Let me tell you, many people think that the way to, to their cleansing is the shedding of their own blood. They, they think it's their works. It's their sacrifice, their goodness. That that is going to be the way in which they are proclaimed and declared righteousness. But friends, we have to see the second part. Is that forgiveness requires a perfect sacrifice for perfect forgiveness. You see, all my works, as it talks about in the Bible, are like filthy rags. Anytime that I'm trying to earn my righteousness, it's worthless. But I need a perfect sacrifice for perfect forgiveness. And that's what the writer here is saying. The only shedding of blood that can set us free that paid the ransom, that provides us with perfect forgiveness of our past, present, and future is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And you know what? It covers us. It covers us. The shed blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you today, where you're living at and just what you're experiencing in your life. And and maybe today's podcast in, in one way is just a big amen to you. You know, you hear this about what how Jesus paid your ransom and, and there's been that time in your life where you've just stopped and you've gone, you know what, I, I praise God that I I place my faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that it's not my works by which I'm saved, but but it's what God did through Christ in the cross and in the resurrection. And that's what I say today's really just a an amen to you in that. But but maybe some of you are, are listening here today and there's there's never been that time. You've been trying to cleanse yourself through the shedding of your own blood. You you think it's something that you can do to earn it. You can think that there's some way in which you can earn um, and and receive this gift of salvation on your own apart from Christ. And friend, let me just tell you, if there was any way that we could earn salvation on our own, 
then there was no reason for Jesus to come and die. Because then we could find salvation apart from Christ. But Jesus came to fulfill the righteous demands of God. He's the mediator. He's the great high priest. He's the great sacrifice for our sin. Why? Because he loves us. And so today, you can truly place your faith in Jesus Christ. And I encourage you, if maybe you're, you're ready to make that decision, you're hearing this, I want to encourage you, maybe just text uh, the next step phone, 615-25-STEPS. And somebody will, will talk to you and help you to, to learn even more about what it is to follow Jesus. Friends, thank you again for this time. Thank you again for uh, listening to our podcast and continue to just engage with us in this way. And we look forward to uh, seeing you again at the next one. God bless you guys and talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.